This is the MyMac Podcasting Network. MyMac Podcast 349. Microsoft buys Skype. We're doomed. Doomed, I tell you. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome everyone to the mymac.com mymac.com uh this is mymac.com <laughs> as, Ra- as fraser Web would say site. from as fraser would say from dad's army we're doomed doomed i tell you <laughs> this is the mymac.com <laughs> podcast number 349 or as, or as captain jones or sergeant jones whatever his name was he'd say don't panic don't panic <laughs> <laughs> that that has to be an english show it is it uh, is Dad, yeah. dad's army brilliant brilliant how long ago uh, was that on oh in the 70s it was but it, oh, it, you, okay. it, it always gets repeated it's uh classic, classic <laughs> well this um you know, we have a, um, a conference call. We're going to interview uh, Dan Wood from Corellia Software, or at least that's the plan. Yeah, I was going to say. I was going to say that's interesting, but, <laughs> but I'm not talking about the software, which will be interesting. But it'll be interesting to see if we can get on a conference call <laughs> through Skype, and yeah. of course, uh, uh, we're we're going to talk about uh, the the some some stuff. Um, Skype has been like all over the news. For the last like week and a half, and and we'll get to that in the third segment. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah let's not go later. into it right now. Um, Ironic weirdness. Yes, yes. Um, now, <laughs> as people who get all of the 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 fine family of mymac.com podcasts know, uh, David. Well, you and David did uh, tech fan. Which what number was it? Oh crikey, asking me a question. Yeah, uh, I know. Let's I don't know. I can't. Was uh, it, it was number twenty nine. It was twenty nine. Yeah, you and David did twenty nine, and then David did number thirty by himself. Yeah, because Tim was out of town. He was in San Jose for did a conference to San Jose. Jose. Yeah, I, did you did you listen to, to yes. uh, Tech Fan Thirty? Yes, I love yes. the music at the end. It's so funny. <laughs> um, so so he was he was in uh San Jose or actually out you know away from that's San Jose is where he flew into uh for this for this Apple resellers blah blah conference and uh away. yeah yeah <laughs> and he he sent some interesting emails while he was away now he flew from Michigan to San Jose and then had to rent a car to drive to where the conference was being held and because it didn't cost too much more you know, of course, he got a Camaro, Chevy Camaro convertible. Very, very yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Didn't cost that much more. No, no. no it's it's, I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, 10 bucks a day. Yeah, go on. Yeah, you know, I would have done ex- the exact same yeah. thing. Yeah. But while while he was out there, he also visited Apple's headquarters, which I've never done. And I, I'm thinking well, I hope, that... Yeah, I hope he kissed the ground. Uh, you know, I think they have like a replica of the Blarney Stone just outside ah, right. the That's front good. door. That's so that good. works out really well. Now, when I go out for, for uh, assuming I go out to Macworld uh, 2012, uh, I think I'm going to try to get there a day early. And then, you know, maybe Tim and I or, or you know, whoever else is out there with me, we, you know, we can make a, a trip out to the mothership. Anyway, uh, after the conference was over, he and Adam, who was actually the, I think the original 
web designer for MyMac.com, uh, they, they were driving back from the conference and they were told to take Interstate 280, which apparently is like this, this really incredible uh, scenic route. And yeah. on the way, they need to get some gas. And they got off at of this exit that had lots of scenic beauty, but no gas stations. So they they pulled into this parking lot, and they were going to ask directions. And as it turned out, the parking lot they turned into belonged, and you've probably never heard of this company, Tesla Motors. Oh, yes, I have. Oh, you have? Great. Okay. Yes, yes. Well, for, for, the, for those that don't know what Tesla is, uh, it, they're the makers of this completely battery-powered sports coupe, and they're, and they're getting ready to release a sedan. Yeah, I think so. their original one, they, they used the, a Lotus Elise body. body yes. Work, oh, is, beautiful. Uh, Just yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so there's, here's Tim in an American muscle car looking for a gas station at a car maker's parking lot that specializes in battery-powered cars only. <laughs> oh, the irony. Oh, it's so ironic uh, and weird, which is why I called it ironic. Weirdness. Weirdness. Mm. <laughs> um, and Nothing on, to do with a Mac at all, other uh, than that it was Tim. It was Tim. Why so we, we, let, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let him off for that. Then. Yeah, let's just get right to the MyMac stuff. Oh, right. there's, there's not too much to talk about. You know, Elisa there's doesn't not. have 14 articles, and John Nemo doesn't have We've a whole bunch of articles. We've worn them out. Yeah, oh, that I, guy. Yeah. We've worn them out. I think their fingers are probably like a half to a quarter inch shorter from, <laughs> from all the stuff they put out. Well, the first one is uh, the Pocket Size Podcast number 15 by Scott Wilsey. He was talking about magazines on the iPad. That was a very interesting listen. And uh, if you don't get the Pocket Size Podcast, well, why the hell not? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the next one on the website is a, a link to Do You Know the Way to San Jose? As we were singing earlier, and that's uh, <laughs> that's David Cohen all on his Jack Jones uh, in, in, in tech fan number 30. And the last one is Pocket Size Podcast number 16, Reading Your iPad, which I have not yet had a chance to listen to, but apparently... I've heard it. Yeah, I've oh, heard it. Well, Suze, or is it Suzy? <laughs> Go on then. Go on, it's come on. Suzy. It's Suzy. It's Suzy, you knew it, Brit. Okay, well, I was the one that got it wrong this time. Yeah. And um, <laughs> John is John is there, as always, with the World's Shortest Review cast. And, yep. and you Although, should... I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, they're getting longer. Yeah, I've noticed that. You know, it, <laughs> when, when Scott first started coming out with these, they were like, you know, 20, 25 minutes you know, yeah. now they're starting to get up into like half yeah, no, hour, but no, but, 40 yeah, minutes. But the world's shortest review, you know, it is getting longer. Oh, I thought you were talking about the podcast in general. Yeah, no, oh, no, yeah. no that's fine. That's fine. But uh, yeah, he's good. Nemo's creeping up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's that's like it. Yeah. For for the MyMac stuff. So go and listen rather than read this time from the website. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like really nothing to do except go to iTunes and get all that stuff. Uh, yeah. We got some feedback from Twitter. We did. We did. Uh, from Bob DeGrande. DeGrande. Oh, he's going to have to send us in. Just carry on. That's fine. Yep, you yep. Go, Just carry on. Move on. And um, <laughs> he was correcting me. On when we were talking about the IMAX last week, saying base in, in essence, he was saying that all the 27 inch IMAX have four RAM slots, and I didn't know that. I thought they had two, like all the other ones. I went yeah, to um, Mac.com and did some checking, and, and sure enough, yeah, they all did. 
Yeah, I, I had a confirmation as well over Twitter from um, Jane73, who's uh, down in Perth, uh, if I remember. And um, she was listening to the podcast and actually, while listening to the podcast, uh, confirmed to me on Twitter, which is <laughs> a bit surreal, really. Yeah, but... Just a little bit. So even the Australian, no, I'm not, I, I won't. No, don't go I, there. I won't, I won't. Um, I've got a, I've got a tech news of the weird this week. And the only reason why it's weird is the title. I mean, the, the article <laughs> itself, it was from marketwatch.com and it was, it was, you know, it was tripe. It really was, you know, but basically there's a lot of people out there because Apple is so popular. Uh, they, they write stories hoping for, for page views and it worked on me. The only, but the only reason why was because of the title and the title of this particular article was, Apple will miss Steve Jobs' guts. It's like, really? Really? <laughs> okay. And, I mean, now my mind works yeah, no, in a very you, odd way. Yeah. Well, so, my mind didn't because I, <laughs> I think I agree. I think it's his gut reaction is what it was trying to go with. Uh, okay. Well, all I know is my it's mind. Funny. It's funny you should say that about, you know, um, them trying to get click-throughs and it worked on you because I had exactly the same um, issue in the UK, which um, with a, a fairly reputable newspaper who put out an article about the fact that when Apple's website goes down, all it does is cause a, a frenzy of activity. Whereas when anybody else's website goes down, it normally causes, you know, them to be complaints and yeah, no complaints and stuff. And it, I thought, now, come on, this is a respectable newspaper. This has been happening with Apple for years and years. Oh, and ever years. since the Apple Store opened. And, it, and if anybody, if anybody, like, was new to the Mac and came on, I'd expect that reaction. But not, you know, the sort of article. That, and I thought, click-throughs, all you're trying to do is get clicked. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. didn't like it. So I'm not going to mention it so nobody else clicks on it. <laughs> well, the way my mind works was I was – it flashed to like some glass container in the middle of a secured room containing Steve Jobs' intestines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're missing. And, and they're I missing. know I know yeah. how weird that sounds. But, yes. Uh, well, you, we know you and zombies. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean it, it seems to be a pattern. It really does. Uh, we also got through email uh, an audio comment from Andy Hall, and I'm going to play that right now. Hey, guy and guys, this is Andy. Just wanted Hi, to Andy. let you know, uh, doing a great job on Thank the MyMac.com podcast. It's my top-rated podcast, and I really enjoy listening to it. So, uh, great job. And uh, normally I'd contact you through Skype, so you get your Skype number used, but uh, I don't have any more Skype credit. I'm too cheap to buy anymore, so I'm just sending <laughs> a voicemail. Oh, That's and by fun. the way, I guess now we know why Osama bin Laden hadn't been heard from in terms of giving you guys any podcast feedback. <laughs> Well, I'll give you some. Good job. Yeah. Talk yeah. to you later. Bye-bye. I, I don't think uh, OBL is going to be contacting us anytime soon. No. Not going no. to be happening. And uh, we got we got an email from uh, from Steve McShane or A. McShane on Skype. Sorry. Not on Skype. On Twitter. Uh, why don't you go ahead and read that, Gaz? Um, yeah. Now. <laughs> You're not ready, are you? No, I am ready. But, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just wasn't expecting you to say for me to go for it. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
Okay, um, Guy and Gaz, last we talked, I was telling you about the trouble I was having with GarageBand recording past 5.33 minutes. After some whimpering about the possibility <laughs> of having to use my HP laptop, I, <laughs> and several, I sent several emails to the uh, int, Intersphere hoping for an answer. Adam Christensen did just that. That's Adam Christensen of the MacCast, I assume. Yes. And he said, when you're in the timeline, you need to click on the little icon that looks like a puzzle piece, and then you go into the section option and set automatic slider to on. Now, as you record, it will automatically add bars and allow you to record as long as you want. Clear as mud. Clear as mud. He said, I never came across that function on the iPad, and this info wasn't anywhere else online, including Apple's support pages. Yeah, come on, Apple. He said, it works beautifully and will make this Pubcast happen. So there you go. I hope um, MW works. MW? I think it means Macworld. Uh, okay. Uh, I hope Macworld works beautifully for you, Gaz. Um, I'm, and that, I'm, I think he I'm, means. I think he meant Guy. So <laughs> MW that means Macworld, and in this particular case, Gaz means Guy. I think um, he was already practicing. <laughs> For the podcast, yeah, and he, he says I need to practice email. drinking for the podcast. Now. <laughs> don't, don't worry, Gaz. I'll put a raincoat on the iPad. Many thanks for you all. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Steve. And um, for for longtime listeners of the podcast, uh, everyone knows I not everyone, but longtime listeners know that I have a brother named Larry, and uh, he sent in a couple of Skype messages. And um, here's the first one. Go for it. Hi, Gunnell. How are you all doing? Uh, just just wanted to comment on uh, my Mac podcast 345. Uh, the name you were so struggling to get through, this is from a stutterer, uh, is Sevelius. Uh, it's also clear as mud. Of, uh, Finlandia, and I don't mean the vodka. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, well, that's that's pretty much it. Uh, talk to you later. <laughs> Thanks, Larry. And uh, this second one, this second one will will definitely make you laugh. Here it is. Well, it's hi, guy and Gaz. This is uh, Larry Grinnell again, guy's brother, uh, rocketing down uh, Florida's Turnpike, heading to work. Yay! Listening to podcast three forty seven, and uh, heard me. Got a long commute. Interesting language thing there, and uh, my guess is either German or Yiddish. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Nemo will uh, uh, come back with, with, with the uh, the correct one by next show. So anyhow, that's that's what I can figure. Have fun. He's <laughs> 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 clever. Lunatic, yeah. much like yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that uh, that, that well, definitely well, runs in the family. Mr. Nemo has not told us, so we don't know at this point, unless you know, guy. I have no idea. Anyway, no I've idea. got some news for you. Oh, tell me. You know I have a white MacBook? Yes. Well, I recently bought uh, an SSD drive for it. Oh, sweet. Did you put it in yet? Oh, yes. Oh, and? yes. I, obviously, I did a full backup before I did, oh, did yeah. such a... And uh, made sure everything was... Uh, made sure the backup was uh, okay. I also made sure that it was a, a time machine backup. So uh, I had at least two backups, which were currently okay. Um, and basically installed the SSD into the, the white MacBook. And initially, it seemed to take a hell of a long time to, to reboot. And early boots were because I basically copied everything across. Yeah. Once, I'd, um, once I'd actually installed the SSD, I then uh, booted up from an external drive connected uh, with the USB 
and um and then installed uh, from uh, Super Duper, just copied everything across, which is w- not what I wanted to do. I wanted to do a, a complete reinstall, but I right. wanted to and, just. And what use Time Machine to to? Get yeah, well, back no, where actually, I used the clone to move across. Okay, um, but basically, I wanted to do a comparison before I did a complete fresh install on it. So uh, I did some comparisons on the timings, and uh, basically, I think I've, I've. I mean, iTunes. Sorry, iPhoto used to take about. I don't know. It was. 10 or 11 seconds to load uh, on the MacBook. Yeah, um, with all before. the pictures you have, yeah. That's right. Well, no, 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 because this is on the MacBook. Oh, it doesn't okay. see all of those pictures. Um, but it's easy. It's still, there's still a library on there. But I put, once I got the SSD on there, uh, iPhoto took about two, two and a half, three seconds to load. Wow. And iTunes was taking about three and a half seconds to load on the, the MacBook with but very little with every with very little music but then with the ssd it just took two and a half and everything's a lot snappier and loading into the systems about 15 to 20 seconds quicker so everything is snappier on it and, where, um, where did you get the drive from i got it from amazon um it is i'll tell you what it is i haven't okay. got a link for you but it's an ocz uh, it's 120 gigabytes, which is the same as the um, um, the original the drive that was drive. in there. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's called Vertex 2. It's a SATA 2, 2.5 solid state drive. Now, you're saying it's 120, not 128? No, it's 120. Ah, that means that, because I think that extra 8 gigs that would normally be there is used for some, like, magic mojo. Possibly. To, to speed things up. Possibly, possibly, yep. but it uh, it's uh, everything's working. It's um, everybody um, has used the MacBook, and uh, it's you know it's now not a, a machine to turn away from and try and grab the air. People are, are quite happy uh, in the family to grab the map, the white MacBook and um, and use that now. Well, sure. So. Well, also your your uh, your MacBook is going to have a faster processor and and a few other things. So generally, it should be a little bit faster. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good, and um, so it's given it an extra few few years of life. I would say. <laughs> Great. Save save me the money of going out and buying a new one. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, are you are you going to do the same thing to the Mac Mini, or you're not sure yet? Well, I'm still not sure yet. I'm still looking at the possibility of getting one of these drives to sit under it, and uh, obviously use that as the external hard drive. And right. um, if this works well, I might then obviously do the same thing with the Mac Mini. Yeah. Mm. What did What did that run? What did that drive run? It, what cost you mean? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, hundred hundred sixty pounds. And that's uh, what two somewhere between two fifty and three hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around that. Yeah, somewhere. It's, it's a nice neighborhood, is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and we need to take a break because we we do. We need to find out if this is going to work or if we're going to be talking <laughs> about something completely different in the next segment. So it's never everyone, before. no, it has not. It has not. Everyone, please, for the love of God, stand by to stand by and. Uh, We'll be right back. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Do you know the... uh, We'll be right back. Hey, my Mac listeners, Sam Levin here from App Minute, the ultimate, ultimate source for app news and information. Cool things about all your iPad, iPhone, iPod Touch, 
Android, anything that connects to those devices, we're all over it. And in less than two minutes, you can get your fix from atminute.com. Check it out today. It's a free podcast. You can listen live under your browser or via iTunes. Check it out today at atminute.com. <laughs> Just in the nick of time, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast through the amazing technology that currently is Skype. <laughs> uh, we'll see what happens in the future about that. Uh, we, we have somehow managed to snag Dan Wood. From Corellia Software, and they've just released uh, Sandvox 2 today. I was playing around with it a little bit earlier, and, and it is a lot different from the first version. How are you doing today, Dan? I'm doing great. A little tired, but I'm, <laughs> I think I'm pumped up on it. Yeah, just <laughs> pumped, up, pumped up on adrenaline, I think. Just before we started, you were saying that you guys kind of slash dotted yourself accidentally. Well, you know, we just have so many websites pointing to us. I, I've been using Twitterfall to kind of see what uh, what blogs have been, uh, you know, what tweets and blogs have been pointing to us, and it's a lot. So, you know, this is a this is a big day. So our server is kind of creaking along, and uh, it was only when we started sending out our is when we started sending out our customer emails that we discovered. Wait a minute, we're kind of pushing it a little too much now. I must admit that my RSS feeder was uh, going crazy with the amount of uh, uh, release notes from various uh, various blogs and uh, websites saying uh, Corellia releases Sandbox version two. So uh, yeah, cool stuff. Yep. Uh, for for the people that don't know what Sandbox is, Dan, can can you kind of uh, in a nutshell say what it is? Uh, I guess you could convince me to do something like that. Um, so Stan- <laughs> or we could we could talk about other stuff. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's all good. <laughs> talk about the weather. Yeah. So, Sandbox is a Mac-based website builder. That's like the super fast way of saying it. Um, it is extremely easy to use, but it also has a lot of places where it's very powerful. And this new version that we have is incredibly flexible as far as what you're able to put onto your pages. And so, you know, the idea is to build a website without having to be an HTML geek and without having to really, you know, have to have to understand a lot of these things that are fairly technical for a lot of people. Right. And you're you're able to do some kind of creative stuff, even with the, the template design that Corellia uses for creating websites, unlike something like, say, iWeb, where if you want to make a change in iWeb to one of their templates, you have to make that change yourself in every single page that you make. Whereas when you make it in Sandbox, even with the the previous version, it automatically updates every single page you already have. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So we, Sandbox comes with about 60 or so uh, pre-built designs that you can choose from, and there's probably something for everybody there. And then actually several of those designs have multiple color variations. So, you know, there's there's a lot to choose from. And then if even if you don't want that, then there's a whole bunch of uh, uh, third-party uh, designers that are making and selling their own designs that can be added on to Sandbox. So there's a ton of choices. And then once you've chosen that, uh, then you have a lot of flexibility as far as what gets, you know, how, how you're, you know, what gets put on your page and what it's going to look like. 
So what if what if you kind of done under the hood to make it to make it more modern as compared to the previous version? Well, a lot of it has to do with I would say just the the interactivity and flexibility of the um of, of the editing of the editing process. So uh it used to be where um in Sandbox 1.x you could type in content and so on, but once you actually had something on the page, you sort of needed to use the inspector to move it around and, you know, arrow buttons, move it up, move it down. Now it's a lot more sort of drag to rearrange. So if I have a photo and I say, "No, I really want that over on the left side." I just drag it over to the left. So it's a lot more like you'd expect on a almost like a page layout application. Um, so that's that's probably the main thing um, as far as just how how modern the experience is. And then there's just the modern there's the aspect of the websites themselves that get built with Sandbox that are modern as well. So there's there's lots of uh, of voodoo magic as far as the kinds of of content or the or the, the kinds of content that you can actually put into the pages. Yeah, I mean the basics that you'd you'd be putting in is text and style text, but you don't have to deal with you know what's the HTML tag to make this bold. I mean you just make it bold from the format menu like like you would sort of expect to do. Yeah, like a, like a word um, processor. And then you can, exactly, um, you can drag in images and movies and audio and those kinds of things into into the uh, into that editing area and you know drag it around, get it positioned the way you want. And then we have uh, a whole bunch, I think there's about, uh, depending on how you're counting, it's either 19 or 24 um, what we call objects, which are just basically sort of pre-built blocks of, of uh, sort of a higher level uh, construct. And so that gets into something where, let's say, an object might be something like uh, a little store from Amazon.com where you're listing Amazon products or a YouTube video or something like that. Now, you can, you can also do things from you know to to bring in or or to push out into facebook or some of the other aspects of social media yes we're really uh this this is a big social media update and uh so facebook and twitter um are really the two big players and so we've integrated with those in a in several different ways um so one one thing that's really kind of cool is you know if if you have a website let's say you have a business and you want people to come to your website, and then you want them to share the fact that they found your website with their friends, and maybe their friends will come to your website, and you know maybe they'll end up buying your product or come to your restaurant or whatever it is that your website is all about. And so if you put a Facebook like button on your pages that you want people to share with their friends, um, that's just, you know, it essentially with just choosing one, one, one menu object, it's just put this little thing on your on your website, and then when you publish it, and your your visitors come and view that view that page, there's a like button. They click it, and it's automatically configured to to you know quote like that um, that page. And then we have something similar for for Twitter as well. So you might want to have you might want to have people tweet about your page. Now, what about if if, for, if you know there there are a lot of people like web designers and so forth that are that are a little more skilled with using CSS and HTML. Uh, what does what does Sandvox bring to the table for them? Well, I think the the idea is that you know the, there are web designers and and they're probably uh, and for some of their products or for some of their projects they might be uh, you know they might find it appropriate to sort of build something from scratch, but that's a lot of work just to build a website from scratch and get all the little pieces together. Um, and so we actually have a number of uh, professional web designers uh, who've been using Sandvox, and they build websites for their clients with Sandvox. And um, because you know, if, if if the tool fits the job, there's no point in putting yourself through a whole bunch of extra work. And uh, 
there are a lot of inter- uh, points where once you kind of realize that there's something you'd need that's not quite out of the box in Sandbox, and if only I had a little bit of HTML or CSS in here, uh, Sandbox actually has uh, several hooks for that. So you can put in your own objects, which just contains a block of HTML, for instance. Yeah, that that's built right. That's right in the uh, the top menu bar where you can just put in an HTML box or, or something along those lines. You can also tweak it through the inspector, which looks a lot different than it did from the previous version. Yeah, that's the question I was going to ask. Uh, actually, guy, I was going to ask. Dan, oh, go ahead. You know how, how the interface, how how much of a difference it is for obviously previous users of of Sandbox. Are they going to see much of a difference? I mean, I'm not a user. I know Guy is. Um, mm-hmm. I, um, I'm relatively new to the to the application, and uh, so I was just going to ask the question: Is there some big differences to the interface? I think in some ways it's going to be very familiar, and in some ways it's going to be kind of like, wow, this is great. Um, the, the the familiar aspect, I think, is just the that when you look at the overall window and you have the the live um, you know editing preview of your website right there. I mean, it's not like you have to sort of go into a, a, a an editing mode and then you say, what does it look like, and then go back and edit it, and what does it look like. I mean, you're literally you're literally literally editing the website right there on on your window. And then you have your site outline on the left, which is essentially uh, a list of all of your pages. And if if you have a hierarchy of pages within pages, we call those collections. And you can just sort of see everything right out in front of you. So that's that's going to be familiar. Uh, yeah, the inspector has definitely been revamped. It has a lot more uh, options, and and uh, I think it's just better organized now. We were we were really inspired actually by a couple of Apple's um, iWork products like Pages and Keynote. As far as you know, we we think those are just beautiful pieces of software, and um, you know their their inspectors especially just have some you know they're just so clear on how to use, and so we were kind of inspired inspired in that way. Yeah, so, so current users, do they have to jump through any hoops to, to do an upgrade to their current sites, obviously using the new uh, software package, or do they just you know download and upgrade and, and Bob's your uncle, as we say over here? <laughs> it's, a, it's a very simple hoop to, to step through. There's, there are no flames in the hoop. It's not up off the ground. Um, <laughs> oh, man, I was looking forward to the flames. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If... Uh, <laughs> If you open up an existing Sandbox document and, uh, you know, Sandbox 1.6.8 document, um, then uh, Sandbox 2 will will offer to upgrade that to the new format. And it actually saves it under a different name. So your old document is there just in case for some reason you want to go back to the old document. Uh, it's not really messing with it. But it just it, it imports everything into its new format. And then from there, you can just keep, keep modifying your website and, and to your heart's content. And then saved in the Sandbox 2 format. I have now... Uh, obviously, the the Mac App Store is going like gangbusters right now. You guys aren't currently in there, is that right? Right, not yet. That's definitely on our plans. Um, I, I would love it if we could be there in a week or, or less, but uh, it's going to take a little while because we have to do a few things to change it uh, in order to comply with their rules. So, for instance, we have the, the Sparkle updater that keeps people up to date. We have to strip that kind of stuff out. And uh, and then you have to, you know, as a developer, you have to go through this process of submitting it to Apple, and maybe yeah. they find some something that they don't like about it, uh, and uh, so that sometimes takes a few iterations to get that to work. And uh, uh, what what is the uh, the current price for the program? The current price, as we're speaking, is sixty-seven dollars for a single-user license. That's a that's an introductory price uh, that we're doing just for the first ten days of launch to encourage a lot of people to come and try it out. Uh, <laughs> and then it's going to be seventy-seven dollars. Okay. And uh, are, are, is there going to be like a, an upgrade price for people that already own the program? 
There is indeed, actually. Yeah, oh, so if you already own Sandbox One, <laughs> if you already own Sandbox One, uh, again, during these first 10 days, it's uh, $37. So it's quite a, quite a hefty discount. Yeah, it's if almost you half. Miss that window. Yeah, if you miss that window, then it's $47. Um, you know, it is, it is such a hugely different program. I mean, we've been working on this for, for two years that uh, I, I'm, you know, there are some, some software packages, uh, well, actually, Apple software packages now. You know, it, when it comes to a new upgrade, you have to buy it all over again. And so yeah. I think it's uh, kind of a, a thanks to our users for sticking with us uh, by giving them a really nice discount for upgrading to the new version. Now, you've cool. also incorporated the, uh, I think it's called iMedia. Or have yes, I got that iMedia wrong? browser. iMedia, uh-huh. yeah, okay, okay. And because uh, that used to be like a separate, ki- kind of a separate program that you offered, and it was it was somewhat integrated with uh, Sandbox One, but now you've you've made some changes to that as well. I understand. Well, here's the story. So in Sandbox One, we wanted to have a media browser, a little window that people could drag their thumbnails from, you know, their, their iPhoto library and that kind of thing. And uh, we thought, yeah, we want this. Man. We see it in, in some of Apple's products, and so how do we do it? Well, Apple didn't actually provide a way for developers or third-party <laughs> developers like us I'm to use stunned. that. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you know, there's, a, I mean, the whole Mac is a toolbox for developers to build on, but this very high-level thing wasn't there for us. So we decided to just sort of build our own version. We uh, we, we adapted some open source code um, that was that's, that I think a, a college student had started, and it was okay, but it needed a lot of work. And um, added added and added more, and uh, essentially turned that you know embedded it into Sandbox. But we continued to make it an open source product or an open source framework for other developers. And so there are about I think two dozen developers out there, some fairly well known names that have included this iMedia browser in their products as well. And you know that way by having it embedded in the product, then it's just always there. You don't have to worry about installing it as some sort of separate utility. Um, and then what we did is we also made that into a standalone application so that if if you wanted to have a media browser and drag files and drag files into an application that doesn't have a media browser, you just you know you just have this window open. Um, Dan, just um, I mean I've heard of Corellia software. It, um, I've seen you know um, the website a few times and heard about them previously. But I'm sure there's a lot of people actually listening to this podcast that perhaps have never heard of the company. Can you tell us a little bit. Um, about Corellia, who they are, how long they've been around, a little bit like that for us? Sure. Well, so Corellia started started originally with just me, um, and that was about, uh, what was it, late 2001, actually. And uh, so my first product at the time was called Watson, and the idea was that it was sort of a front-end, uh, nice Mac application that could interface to a bunch of web-based services, so you could do things like look up movie times and check the weather and that kind of thing. And um, there was a little bit of a drama where Apple decided to uh, to to yeah, use Sherlock. that um, and, and and into their new version of Sherlock. And, and you know, the original intent of Watson was to sort of be a, a complement to Sherlock. Um, it was a little bit dramatic, but you know, in in retrospect, it's it was actually always good because we still ended up making uh, plenty of money and had you know a lot of really loyal customers using it. And uh, um, Anyhow, after that got um, uh, Sun Microsystems actually bought that out, and so we uh, said, "Well, you know, let's look for a new a new product to start." Kind of reboot reboot Curly Software. At that time, Terrence Talbot came in um, as a partner, and the two of us started working on Sandbox together. And uh, Sandbox One was released in mid, actually, almost exactly almost exactly five years ago. Yeah, uh, May two thousand six. 
Um, so yeah, Sandvox is almost five years old here. And uh, yeah, that so, actually you know, that was, didn't didn't uh, like didn't Sandvox and iWeb come out like right around the same time? Dad, even there more was, drama. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, iWeb came out. Uh, just as we were getting ready to release it, and so we kind of put Sandvox into public beta because we wanted to, you know, we wanted the, the Mac independent Mac community to sort of realize that yes, we've been working on this project here. <laughs> uh, but you know, it again, it was one of these things that seemed like a big deal at the time, but it turned out to be kind of a, a non-issue in, in the long run. Um, and you know, I don't want to speak disparagingly about any other product, but I mean, it really turned out where we had a very, very powerful, powerful product that was able to take you a lot further. And uh, so I think I think our users have realized that. Okay. Uh, well, we are speaking with Dan Wood from Corellia Software, and they have just released Sandvox version two. And uh, as Gaz was saying, I am a a you know I I paid for the program and I didn't get it through a bundle or anything Ooh. like that. I paid full price. <laughs> and uh, actually, I think I did a review for it uh, on mymac.com probably. You know, 2007 or so. Well, and, there you go, Guy. Considering there's you know not many reviews on the website at the moment, perhaps you need to do another one. See? Yeah. Oh man, I haven't <laughs> I haven't I haven't written a review <laughs> in so long. You know, really not since I, I started getting heavy into doing the podcast. Yeah. I, and I love to write, and I just don't get the time. But you know what? This isn't about me. This is no. isn't about mymac.com. <laughs> this is about Corellia software. So it's it's available right now. If you go to Corellia.com, you can get it there. And they have a discount price right now of $67, which is $10 off. Pre previous users can get it right now for the next 10 days for $37. The price will go up on both of those $10 after 10 days. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have any interest at all in creating a website, Sandvox version 2 available right now is a great way to, to to make that website. So, Dan, I wanted to say thanks so very, very much for coming on the show. Thanks very much. And also, I'm going to just point out our an easy way to get to our website, and that's sure. just sandvox.com, and that's just S-A-N-D-V-O-X.com, because it might be hard. Someone might not know quite how to spell Corellia. <laughs> well, they can Google it. Come on. You guys have, oh, that's true. You guys have computers. <laughs> Google it. It's a great program. We'll, we'll we'll have links in the show notes as well. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of so, course. Thanks for being on, Dan. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And uh everyone, if you will please stand by to stand by. We'll be right back with the last segment of the show in, in just a moment. Celebrate Apple's iOS, iPhone, iPod Touch, iPad, and Apple TV with us on the Pocket Size Podcast from MyMac.com with your hosts, Scott and Peter, great reviews from John Nemirovsky of MyMac.com, and segments and contributions from many of the other fine writers of MyMac.com. It's hard to believe so much excitement can fit in your pocket, but it can. Please find us at MyMac.com or in iTunes. Just search for Pocket Size Podcast. You'll be proud to tell your friends that you have us in your pocket. I went to a show 
Hi, this is Tom Schmidt from First Tech Computer in Minneapolis and occasionally from MyMac.com. And you're listening to the MyMac.com podcast. Now, if they could just record it sometime when I'm not driving home. Oh, well. Welcome back to the MyMac.com podcast. We're now in section three. Tonight has absolutely flown by, but actually we've got some pretty good news actually for you with reference to Sandbox. Do you want to tell them, Guy? Um, actually, I'm looking for something. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell is it? What are you looking for? Oh. I, try, I try and build you up and then you do this to me. I know. Ah, uh, well, the hell with it. I was, I was, I have a, um, in, in soundboard, I've got like this ticker tape thing that you would hear for like from oh, news channels and stuff. That's a shame because that would have gone perfect. Yeah. Now I can't find it. Oh, that's so annoying. You know, the, the, the one time when it actually would have been kind of cool. <laughs> want to know what I'm on about, guy, and you're going on about this ticker tape that you Oh, okay. Well, let, let's let's talk Go about let's it. talk about the news. Uh, right after we we finished on air uh, with Dan, uh, he gave us some some fantastic news for everyone that's listening to this program. You can get up until the end of this month of May twenty percent off whatever the current price is for Sandvox version two. So right now. It's it's already been reduced right now. Yeah, it's sixty seven dollars right now, and you'll get twenty percent off that. If you already own the program, you'll get twenty percent off the thirty seven dollar price for the upgrade. And, and then after the promotional period, ten uh, ten in ten days time, there's still the twenty percent off, but it'll be off obviously off the full price. Right, right, and and that's till the end of the month. And the only thing you have to do is when you order it online is type in the, the coupon area, MyMac, M-Y-M-A-C, one word, and that's it. And you get 20% off the current, whatever the current price happens to be for a Sandvox version. Oh, that's super, babe. That is, that is, I mean, that was very generous. When he said yeah. 20%, I was kind of like, wow, really? 20%? Yeah. That's, that's uh, pretty good. <laughs> go, go listeners. Yeah, so you know, don't, don't if you're interested at all in in making your own website, don't let this pass you by. Sandvox Two is some really good software. Yeah, yeah, I know that you're really looking forward to using it, aren't you? Because so. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I've had a moment to like just kind of play around with it a little bit, but I'm looking forward to kind of putting it through its paces. And yeah. maybe I will do. Now, I haven't written a review in so long. Maybe I will do a review on it. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, now there's yeah. some there's there's some news about Skype apparently. I've, yeah, uh, yeah, we kind of referenced that in uh, the the title yeah. for the show. <laughs> we're doomed. <laughs> we do well. We're doomed. We're apparently because of Skype. We're doomed on two fronts. Yeah. <laughs> so do you want to talk about? Yeah, there, there was an article in netsecurity.org that that there's a zero day exploit in Skype that could allow an attacker. I'm, I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, allow an yeah. attacker to execute arbitrary code on your Mac. In in essence, an instant message is sent, and the code. That pro, you know, to process that match, that message allows the exploit to happen. However, there's two bits of good news. In order for it to work, the message has to come from someone that's on your contact list. So if you haven't updated uh, Skype yet, 
you know, be careful of even accepting instant messages through Skype from your friends. And, but, you know, but in the other part, of course, is Skype has already released a patch to, uh, to fix this now. And this, yeah, I think, this is the I part think I didn't I've seen, get. I've, I've seen two patches actually come out since I heard about this piece of news. Well, um, the first because... one, the first one you had to go and, and get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? So you've got the zero day exploit on the Mac and you're going to force me to go and find it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you, Skype. Yeah, thanks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> but now, but I now think, yeah, they've already it's an got auto it. update. Yeah, now it's an auto update. Isn't and it? So. the version that you should have, if you do not have now this is assuming that you're using version five, uh, you should have version five dot one dot zero dot nine two two. That is as we record this, that is the latest version. Yep, and we're recording on Tuesday the 10th of May. Yes, so you have 20 or 21 days left as we record this, with an ever so slight Macintosh bias, to uh, to get uh, 20% off of Sandvox, which has well, nothing I, to do I, with Skype. <laughs> I was just thinking, 21 days for what? what? What's this got to do with Skype? Can you- <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Oh, speaking of which, did you listen to the last Nosillacast? Yes, she she put that bit in. I know. I know. That was so funny. And she used the best part, the absolute best part. She used it as her commercial for Honda Bob. <laughs> oh, oh when I saw that in, in the show notes for the Nocilla cast, it was like, oh, you didn't. And she did. And then at, at the end of it, actually said, if you want to call Honda Bob from Bucharest, and it gave the whole country <laughs> code, code number. Country code, yeah. Oh, zero, that was zero, so one. funny. I'd love to know if he got any calls. Oh. <laughs> if if anyway. you're listening to the MyMac.com from Bucharest, <laughs> please call Honda Bob. <laughs> anyway. Which has nothing finished, to do with Skype. We haven't finished with Skype yet. Oh, because oh okay. Because we're still doomed. <laughs> we're still doomed. But we're la- we're laughing at the doom. But it has yeah. nothing to do with Skype. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> Microsoft have bought Skype. Yeah. Unless you realize this means war. <laughs> well, it could be. But oh, wait, there's one more. I got one more. Uh, are you laughing well, because it's late or just because I am so damn silly? Yes, both okay. of those. But I'm also, laugh- I'm also laughing because Steve Barmer, Microsoft's chief executive, if you didn't know, said yeah. that Microsoft's backing Skype would be able to build a future where... Wait, hold and, on, hold on, hold on. And, and this I is, quote... This is so funny. This is funny all by itself. Go ahead. Talking to friends and colleagues around the world will be as seamless as talking to them across a kitchen table or a conference room. <laughs> How did you get through that without laughing? <laughs> I mean, that is such market speak, you know. And you know, I, I, I've got nothing personal against Steve Ballmer, but I just have this feeling that someone came to him yesterday and said, "Well, did you know we're buying Skype?" And he's like, "Skype? What's Skype? <laughs> What's Skype? What's Skype? Is that important?" I bet he said, "No, I bet he said, is that some something like iChat?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> and, you know, uh, the other part here is saying that, you know, that buying Skype gives Microsoft a recognized brand name on the Internet at a time when Google and Apple are both building up their Internet phone and video services. Oh, actually, yes. actually, on a serious note, on yeah. a serious note, okay. eight and a half billion. I mean, yeah. um, eBay, I think, sold 70% of their share in Skype, but they still had 30% share. They bought it for two and a half billion. Yeah. They sold... 70% of their shares at 2 billion and now they've got a 30% share of 8.5 billion. I mean, they must be going yahoo <laughs> if if just to get rid of it because oh, uh, well, and, yeah. and and you know, we use Skype every single week and we it's sometimes we sometimes service. rag God, on it, it but it is, it, is, is it is we would not be able to do mm-hmm. this podcast as easily as we do. And well, and well, let's leave the list. That statement almost speaks for itself, but um, <laughs> it would you call be, is easy. <laughs> yeah, it would be much harder for Gaz and I to record this show if it wasn't for Skype. Yeah, I've I've done a few using iChat, but the quality is not quite as good. No, but, I mean it, it wouldn't be. So Skype is a it's a great app. It's just that sometimes it, I mean, well, certainly the current interface has been let down. But we'll wait and see. You never know. You never I, you know. know. The new interface is starting to grow on me. You know, Xbox three sixty, Xbox three sixty, Microsoft do have some successes. So let's you know, let's keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, I know. It's just it's, sometimes it's fun just to make fun of them. It is. Yeah, <laughs> we don't mean it, really, do we? We don't. No. We don't. Don't. We really don't. <laughs> well, let, let's finish this off. Google has Google Voice. Apple is building up FaceTime. Now, and that's the part I didn't quite understand. And and this is from an internet analyst, of course. Yes. Um, you know, FaceTime. Did you, say, did you say analyst or analyst? Yes. Yes. <laughs> FaceTime, as it stands right now, is not like Skype. And now, I've never used Google Voice, but I don't think FaceTime and Skype should even really be considered similar services or maybe that's just me well it all depends how you use skype if you use it for video conferencing i can see where it's coming from but you know when do we ever use skype for video conferencing oh i I never have no you'd frighten the life out of me if you (laughs) well actually no in a way we just did well, in a way, we just did, but yeah. but yeah. Though we but, did, we did go through. So that's where another it's another conference service, man. Yeah, let's not even go yeah. into that. No, no, um, please not. Yeah, <laughs> but that's where perhaps that's where it's coming from. But I think they're probably seeing that as the as a lot of future. You know, a lot of people doing face to face Skype calls. Sure. Uh, or for, you see, we're all we're. All, yeah, it, it's almost it as, it's almost its own. Uh, it's almost adjective. a Hoover, isn't it? It's almost yeah. a Hoover or a Xerox. I'll Skype you. People do say I'll Skype you. Yeah. Or Google it. Yeah. Yeah. So Microsoft has spent $8.5 billion. Mm. They're, they're, so in other words, they're that closer to death. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Enough about Skype. I'm sick of talking about Skype. However, there is more malware out there. <laughs> Yay! God, this is a happy show. More bad news. Hooray! Um, it disguised as, and, and this is the, you know, these people that, that make this malware, they really do not get the Mac market. You know, I mean, you don't disguise your malware as virus detection software and expect to have any real success. Okay. You know, you disguise it as like a game 
you know, or what they did a couple of years ago with that uh, dodgy iWork link when iWork 09 first came out. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, that's how you get the Mac users. You don't say, oh, here's some free virus detection software and it has malware on it. Well, really? I wonder whether they're, they've been targeting those people that have just come off uh, across from Windows who have got a tendency to go, oh, 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 I need that, I need that. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it could be, you know, they got some hits through um, that process. But there are simple, um, you know, it, you're still relatively safe with this. And it yeah. is not, this is not a virus. This well, is take, not a Take self- through the process of what you have to do to get infected by this gas. Uh, well, basically, you have to. Um, I think you go to. There's a website. You know, it's a it's a link that you'll you'll get um, pointed towards, and then you get asked. Or, or no, no. Basically, if you go to a particular website which has got this malware infection in it, then it will tell you that you have yeah, like um, a pop up window. Or yeah, something. it's a pop up window saying you have a virus. You need this software to download <laughs> to protect yourself against this virus that you've now got. Yeah, and so you have to click on the link. You then have to download that particular uh, piece of software. Once you've downloaded, you then have to go to your downloads folder, and you have to then um, click on the application and install it. Which, with all of the processes that that entails, i.e., you have to then okay the fact that it's um, been downloaded from the web. You also then have to probably put your administrator password <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. Um, so there, there are steps, you know, all the way down the line here. Now, a lot of people say, yeah, yeah, you know, you have to do all of this. But, Guy, to be honest with you, if you've seen that message and you've downloaded it, you're going to go through those other steps. So although the Mac does, you know, protect you to a certain degree, if you have just come over from Windows where you're used to saying yes, 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 you're likely still to do that. Um, but basically this is um, trying to get you to put into your um, uh, your um, uh, account, so your your credit card details, yeah. because basically once you've downloaded it, it then says you need to buy this particular software um, to give you full protection. And then they get you by obviously taking your, your um, credit, credit card, card numbers, yeah. De- yeah, your credit card details. So there's quite a few steps still to get yeah. this. It's not a virus. It is malware. Um, and... I think it's been so pop, you know, so many people have been talking about it that if you don't know, then I'm surprised. surprised. (laughs) Now, you know, I've, I've been given Microsoft a hard time tonight and I, and I'll say that I have windows seven pro on my Mac pro through bootcamp and I like it. I like windows seven. And when people come up to me that are obviously not going to buy a Macintosh, and they asked me about what Seven's type of good. computer to buy. I said, go ahead. You know, don't worry about it. Windows 7 is a good OS. Make sure you upgrade to the Pro version because, honestly, the home version, just it, it blows. It, it, it just sucks. Yeah, we, get, we get use the it Pro or the Ultimate version. Yeah, we use it at work, and I, I I like some parts of it, but there's still there's still parts of the interface which I still you know oh, I think sure, sure. I but, think are just suck. But if you know if you don't want to move over to the Mac, and then Windows Seven is is a good yeah. And uh, and sorry, speaking of sorry, can I rephrase that? A fair yeah. option. <laughs> no, I'll say it. I'll say it. it. It's a good. It's a good OS. Yeah. Um, but on the security front, uh, and you know. 
we were just talking about, you know, giving Microsoft a hard time and talking about Mac malware. Uh, part of the reason why malware has kind of gone this route, and I'm not talking about just Macs or just no. Windows, is because starting with Vista, as bad as the press made Vista out to be, Microsoft did step up their game with security. Yeah. And, Agreed. you know, all of, the, all of this, this, you know, AVG and all these other programs, Norton, that you used to have to run with Windows really isn't that necessary anymore. You can get by with, with the basic protection that Microsoft gives you with Windows and then just use common sense. The biggest, the biggest security risk in any operating system is the person behind the, the keyboard. Keys. Yep. Yeah. And uh, we'll stop there. I'm, I'm not, you know, Microsoft is not sponsoring this podcast. So. Aren't they? No, they aren't. Oh, well. Well, if they were, if they were going Microsoft. to, if they were going to, <laughs> I pretty much guarantee they won't after what we were just talking about with Steve Ballmer. <laughs> He's a nice fellow, really. Oh, sweet guy. Sweet guy. Send us money. <laughs> Give us money. Anyway, you mentioned to me something about Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was some, <clears> some <throat> stuff in the news about Spotify, and I went to, to kind of look at it and try it out. But the services that they provide aren't available. No, they're still not available in the U.S. In the US. No, they're still um, trying to get across um, over in the U.S. I think at the moment, but they they haven't got the license yet. The, the you know mm, the music industry yeah. is not agreeing, and I, I think it might take them a little while. But basically, they've they've updated their their um, application, whereas it used to be pretty much just a streaming application which you could use on your iOS devices right, or like Pandora know. or, or some yeah, of the other ones. Yeah. Um but it was a pretty a pretty neat service actually and a lot of people in Europe, you know, we don't you know Pandora was over here but it didn't seem to get used much. But Spotify certainly did too did do. But basically now, I mean if you don't like using iTunes to, um, you know you want to synchronize your songs onto your iPod or your iPhone, um the streaming service which Spotify have um, basically, now it's rolled out a new version um, of both the desktop and the mobile application um, for all users because they've got a free. Um, as long as they don't ad, live in the US. As long as you don't live in the US. <laughs> so, you know, our European and other world listeners, stay, stick with us, babies. Um, <laughs> basically, they've got a free users and uh, a paid service. Be lazy, but- be Go ahead. I'm Stop sorry. interrupting me, will you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going home with my teddy, and I'm not going to give it back. Oh no, no, I love that teddy. <laughs> anyway, um, people of the ad-supported and the free users um, can synchronize tracks from their computer to their iPods, uh, iPhones, right and, the and yeah, and their Android phones as well. Um, it's also introducing its own music store. Um, so users will be able to buy um, individual tracks or bundles, which are actually a cheap way of going um, through the catalogue, actually. Um, no, when you say bundles, is that well, similar to like a subscription? No, you can actually buy the song, so you actually own the song. Um, so you could buy a bundle of 10 tracks, which costs oh, oh, okay. Okay. So that basically comes down at about 80 pence a track, which is you know a little bit cheaper than iTunes currently. 
Um, and you can you can even go up to a bundle of a hundred songs, which costs fifty pounds. So you know they're looking at different ways of of grabbing people's attention. Um, now, what uh, the, I'm sorry, I don't mean well, I do mean interrupt. <laughs> uh, what's the what's the format of the music? Does it come across as MP3s or AAC files, or or are they DRM'd? Or do you know, I think I think they're I think they're they're MP3s, but not DRM'd. They're not DRM'd. Okay, but so did, once you have them, you can pretty much do whatever you want with them. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it's the service which is is what people are, are quite enjoying the use of because of the synchronization. Um, you know, you get your playlists and you've got your playlists everywhere, uh, and the fact now that you can um, pick up any songs that you've got on your your computer and you can use those. And one of the other things which it's doing uh, apparently, which I think is a biggie, is that it works over the Wi-Fi, so you so can, you, syn- can you, don't you, have to, you don't have to synchronize. Connect you can directly. synchronize. Correct. You can synchronize over the Wi-Fi. Interesting. Now, you know, to me, that's one of the biggest things. I mean, it's kind of been hidden down a little bit, but I think that's one of the biggest and something that everybody who's got an iPhone or an iPod Touch says, why can't I do that with iTunes at the moment? Um, that's a good question. Um, maybe, you know, now, you know, everyone talks about whatever the, whatever the hell Apple is going to do with that data center in North Carolina and they still haven't really said though it's it's pretty much assumed that it's going to be a cloud service of some kind but after you know I mean iTunes has been around since what 2001 for over 10 yep. years now yep. and the iPhone has been out since 2007 the uh the iPad now is is on its second year at what point you know and all these devices have I, either I, I think Wi-Fi this, or Bluetooth or yeah. some kind of, of wireless connectivity. Why is it taking so long yeah. for Apple yeah. to roll out some kind of wireless syncing? Well, perhaps they're going to be doing it differently. Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but, you know, the, the one thing that, that I was interested in talking to you about was you know you've used it and I, and I haven't so I have nothing really to compare I've it to. I've used it briefly. I've used it briefly, um, but I I kind of stick with my old uh, store process of syncing up to iTunes because it's 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 kind of a routine which I've gotten into. But there's a lot of people that don't sit behind the computers as much as you and I probably do. <laughs> Too much, and that and that's where um, I think Spotify were getting a lot of feedback from from listeners from their from their users saying, you know, one, I want to be able to synchronize with my own music. You know, you you know, at the moment it's great that I can stream all of this different music, but I've got a lot more music available to me which I'd like to be you know add to my playlist and be able to use that so that's what they've pulled in they've also pulled in the fact that if somebody's doing that they also want to be able to buy music from them if they want it so they've added that they're listening to their users they're doing all these things and they've also added you know that wi-fi um synchronization over wi-fi which to me i think really is a big draw i'm going to be looking at the service now definitely so do you think do you think that it's a uh, uh a threat to iTunes under its current the way, the way that no, it currently works not until it gets into the US no it, it, it's it's a threat in so much as it's showing apple the way to go but whether it's a threat 
um, I think it's a bigger threat actually to um, for and for Google users and people using the music over you know on that score. Anybody who's got a service on uh, on the Android devices, I think it's probably a bigger threat to them. There's lots of iPhone and iOS device users that will use it. Um, is it a threat to iTunes? I'm not so sure. I don't think it's um, you know it, it's a good way um, to move forward. And Apple are probably looking at them very closely. <laughs> yeah, you know, they uh they they definitely keep uh, keep track of the competition, there's no doubt about oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay. But but it's certainly not going to be a threat until Sky um um Spotify can can get it into US. And for some reason the the music industry over there are, are kind of pushing back on them a little bit. Well, see, and that makes no sense to me because no, it doesn't to me either. You know, originally they gave Amazon the ability to sell songs without DRM, but not to Apple. And they did that as a way to try to keep Apple's iTunes from getting really, really big or even bigger than it already was. Yeah. So you would think that a service like this, which gives them uh, you know, leverage against and- Apple and leverage against Amazon, you know, kind of playing one off the other, that they would be jumping through hoops for this. Especially a service which seems to be so popular in a, you know, a legitimate way of actually paying for music. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think the music industry, especially in the U.S., has collectively lost their minds a long time ago, and oh. and they won't be happy until they can squeeze that that very last you know penny from the last person that's still willing to uh, to to buy music from them. But I mean, we'll see. But I'm I'm just we'll I'm just so tired of of the games. You know, just stop playing the games. Sell me the content that I want. At a reasonable price, and I'll buy yeah. it, and I won't pirate it. But, you know, who, who am I? I have a podcast. Who, yeah. That's about who it. Are who, who are you? Who the hell am I? Um, I, I, think, uh, I think that's about it for, for stories this week. Uh, and I, I'm going to start off the app pick this week. Good man. Now, I got an email from my sister-in-law who, you know, she, she of course, knows that I'm a big Mac head and Apple, and Apple fan, Apple fanboy. And Does she also know that you like zombies? Um, based on this pick, no, I don't think so. <laughs> but there are no zombies in my pick this week, though it is. It is. It's an iPad app. I'm called, disappointed. I'm sorry. But I mean, how many zombie games can I get? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is called. Uh, Paint for Cats by Nate Murray, dollar ninety nine in the iTunes Store, and and basically paint for cats. Paint does for that cats. Mean, does that mean you've got to have a cat to own this? Uh, well, you don't have to have a cat, but it it doesn't make much sense otherwise. Uh, <laughs> you've got a blank screen, and you can choose from like different palettes and things along those lines, and then this little animated colored mouse goes like rocketing around on the screen, squeaking and making noises. And if the cat is interested in it and hits the your screen, there's like a paw print. Or if he like drags it across, there's, I mean, it, it's, there's a YouTube video for this and I'm not sure where it is somewhere. Well, it's on YouTube. Duh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, might be there. But it kind of shows a couple of different cats playing around with this. And it it was fascinating to watch. And I went ahead and got it, though I haven't yet tried it with any with you know either one of my two cats. But it it just looks cool. It's and it's it's a buck ninety nine. Paint for Cats by Nate Murray. We've we've got a dog. Can I use it with the dog? 
Uh, yeah. If it was, if it allowed him to like lick the screen or something, I don't know. Well, well I'll try it. <laughs> okay, well, he'll just look at it and go, "What are you doing to me, Kaz?" <laughs> yeah, okay. This <laughs> this uh, the my pick is a an iPhone iPod Touch stroke iPad pick, and it it's something which actually I've been playing for a long time now, and I don't think I've ever mentioned it. So, but if I have, I apologize. But it's Words with Friends. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah, now it's it's very similar to a Scrabble game, um, but this this one is you know you can basically get find someone up as a username uh, and connect with them, um, and basically it's Scrabble over the internet. Um, you can take as long as you like um, putting in words, and you know I've, I've got games which have lasted for weeks because you know kind of it's a word a day, as it were, or a word every few days, and. Yeah. Uh, it's superb, and it's there's a free option uh, which obviously comes uh, ad supported. Um, I've now bought the app, um, which costs one pound seventy nine, um, which it's a universal app. So if you buy that, you can use it on your iPhone or or your iPod Touch or your iPad. Um, which so that's probably what two ninety nine dollars something something around yeah, there. What, what's the price? Uh, one one pound seventy nine. Yeah, I think that's two ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So um, I. I think I think there's just I think it's a universal app. Although actually, looking in the um, iTunes store, there is a Words with Friends HD version of course for the there iPad. Is. So yeah, yeah. So perhaps, I love how they put. Oh, it's HD. Oh, that yeah. must be so much better. Yeah, you know what that means? It's bigger. Anyway, yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, I generally play this on the iPad rather than any of the other devices, and uh, yeah, it makes more sense that way. It's good. Good game. Good game. I yep. enjoy it. So. Uh, if anybody wanted, where am I going with it? If anybody wanted to get a hold of you, Gaz, they could contact me at gaz at mymac.com dot com or on the twitters over at twitter dot com forward slash, forward slash gazmaz and guy. Yeah. If anybody really, 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 really wanted to contact you, <laughs> no, they'd have to really want to. Where, uh, yeah, you're not kidding. <laughs> I could be reached at uh, guy at mymac.com or on Twitter. No, that was last week's joke. Uh, Twitter, yeah. uh, twitter.com forward slash Mac Parrot. Ah. <laughs> and uh, we have a Skype number, as my brother Larry managed to prove to us tonight. Twice. Twice. Did twice. Twice. Yeah, did yeah we had job. two different calls from Larry. Thank you, Larry. Uh, mm. The number is area code 703 436 Nine five zero one, and I actually I, I put that number into Google to see if it would actually spell anything, and the things that came up were somewhat disturbing. Uh, the well, first one nice. was, you can contact the G Men at the mymac dot com podcast by dialing seven zero dial. Uh, let me start that again. <laughs> you can contact the G Men at seven zero dial o one. Or 70 did owl 01. They both really bother me. And then there's also, this one is, is also bad. 70 did ox 501 or 703 I foul 01. <laughs> but you know what? It's 703 436 9501. Or as usual, you can send in an audio clip on an email address, which is feedback at mymac.com. Did or to, you say feedback at mymac.com? I, I, I said feedback. That's feed as in food and back as in rear at <laughs> mymac.com. 
okay not sure where you were going with that one <laughs> and uh of course we would we would be your best friends forever and ever if you would go over to itunes please look up the show and leave a comment um i haven't looked at it today so i don't know if there's any new comments uh, so if you did put something we love you long time and we'll 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 mention your name next week we will mention everyone's name that leaves a, an itunes comment even if it's bad, but leave a good one. Because <laughs> so, you got to remember, guy is six foot five. Yes, yes, and, uh, and, I, and I yes, I am, and I'm a second degree black belt in yeah. Taekwondo. Yeah, though so I am probably the world's slowest second degree black belt. <laughs> All they want to do is walk, and they yeah. get away. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. I <laughs> I stopped after getting tired of getting beaten up by teenagers three times a week, but that's a whole other story. It is. Yeah, so I think we need to end this. Good night. Yeah. So thanks, everyone, for downloading the show. And I'm just still talking, even though I said I was going to end it. Good night, everyone. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts, all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. A tutor who tooted the flute tried to teach two young tutors to toot. Said the two to the tutor, is it harder to toot or to tutor two tutors to toot? Wow, that was actually harder than it sounded. <laughs>